Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I am Sean B. Connell, and today I am not joined by my intangible co-host Tempest because he's gone back to Canada for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm instead joined by Sullivan Bo Brown. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm very well. Yes, yeah. good. Good. Yeah. You're here on a Saturday. I am. How does it feel? Oh, it feels so good because... <laughs> <laughs> Because there were train strikes, uh-huh. and I've got SummerSlam to watch tonight. Hell yeah. Oh, but what a big gap in my day. <laughs> it's Sullivan's big day, split into two parts. <laughs> Was going to go to a party, that's been cancelled, so yep. I'm maybe going to see an old friend from drama school. Amazing. Well, hey, at least you've got other plans, and you're not just going to sit in the office for hours. Well, I was thinking about that. It yeah. might, might be more fun. Who uh, knows? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Slam dunk on that friend. <laughs> I was going to say. He's come all the way down from Manchester to see me. <laughs> no, I'll see him. I guess I'll see him. Oh, it's great. What? That was an amazing slam dunk on your friend. <laughs> me. Um, well, no, how, how, how are you? How's your, your weekend been thus far? It's been good. I mean, it's been a, been, it's been a lot because, we, you know, this is my last day mm. working before the fringe and i had to pack this morning mm. whilst watching smackdown oh nice uh, which yep. is great fun um and uh and yeah there's loads of stuff we decided brooke has decided to pack so many games mm-hmm. yeah and they're so heavy yep and she's in durham so she doesn't have to take the case <laughs> uh, so i take that all the way up to northeast london from southwest london and drop it off how are your? How are you? How's your weekend? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's been fine so far. Um, my uh, my partner's niece came around this morning because it's her birthday soon, but we're not available on a birthday, mm-hmm. so she came around so we could give her a presents and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, I just missed them because they were late, so I had to right. come to the office. <laughs> so I didn't see any of them, but <laughs> the presents were given apparently. Great, and uh, she's uh, she's going to be five. Um, uh, um, a niece. And uh, apparently, I was getting text message updates about it. She said she really liked them when they op- when she opened them, uh, and she was bored within minutes. So, uh, <laughs> glowing reviews, I yeah. think, of all the uh, of all the presents. I think so. that's a, that's a fairly normal thing for a five year old. So I think so. Don't yeah. I think that's absolutely fine. And then she was saying, "I'm bored. Can we go home?" <laughs> Which. 
<laughs> I know she's a kid, but but that is damn, that is very funny. That's rough. <laughs> it's, it, kids are like that though. Yeah, uh, it, 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 I, I remember once. Um, so I was on tour with my friend mm-hmm. uh, Harry, uh, who I'm seeing today, and uh, we we're doing a tour around kids show, uh, doing this kids show around these uh, places, and he was playing the villain. Mm. And uh, and this kid went up to him once and just went, "You were so scary, Bristolian kid. You were so scary. You made two of my friends cry and one sick." <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Where's that come from?" And then another <laughs> another another kid went up to went up to my friend Millie. Uh, went up to my friend Millie and Beth, and Beth was playing like the the hero, and and Beth uh, Millie was playing the villain, and she, uh, he was like. Oh, you! Oh, you were you were Mary in the story, weren't you? And uh, and you know, my friend Beth went, "Yes, yes, I was." And then uh, and then she turned around to Millie and went, "Oh, you were the ugly one." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Poor, poor Millie. Uh, She's get, very beautiful, Millie. And I'm guessing say. she wasn't in costume for nope, the role or anything. No, 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 no just no, her. No. Just, just she was the ugly one. Yeah, yeah. that's. That's rough. I'll tell you what, though. It's horrible. I, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For the outro, I'll I'll tell you a very funny story of a casting uh, mm. that somebody got through oh. that was very insulting. Please do. I'm very excited for that. Uh, we should probably get into the main portion of the show. For those wondering, by the way, this is the final time that yeah. we're doing these little intros and outros. We're, we're, re- we're changing it around, so on the podcast feeds that you're listening to right now, uh, we'll just get straight into the show. We're doing like a, a different podcast there, which you can find on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk, where it's going to be me, Tempest, Luke, and Ollie, and we're going to be going like a behind-the-scenes podcast. So it's still going to be us chatting stuff about our lives, but also more like behind-the-scenes stuff about work. So like mm. how certain videos came together, how we'd film like, you know, the Randy games and mm. like Tempest coming over and how that all works and all that stuff. So, so stories like that we'll be putting in. So it's going to be more like behind-the-scenes Russell Talk podcast content and we're going to have in another podcast so listen out for that if you want more of this stuff but this will be the final time and you know it's the the long-standing Russell Talk podcast host Sullivan Bo Brown that gets the honour <laughs> of, <laughs> of retiring these intros and outros it's the person they all wanted exactly just, yeah oh, bring him back the uh, but anyway here's the show talking about Smackdown which oh my god it was good here's the show start talking about this thing well we'll we've got a thing that we're going to promote after uh we finish talking about our opening talking point which i think is really exciting and i think you guys are going to be excited about it too hopefully mm-hmm. um so uh, first things first let's just talk about this exciting smackdown because me and luke reviewed raw from this week which yeah. was the first show where triple h was in creative control so to speak mm. and our view was like it was pretty much the same show. Yeah, there were there were minute things that might have been different, but overall the feeling was this is pretty much the same show. Mm-hmm. And the reports coming out afterwards was a lot of it was already written beforehand. Triple H didn't change much of it, so it was pretty much the same. And yeah. people were looking into the show, being like, "This little thing was different. That means it's <laughs> going to change, right?" And uh, I was one of them. Mm. 
Um, and I kind of said, it, I said in my, my editor preview that I did on the main Russell Talk channel that I kind of, I know I have this mindset of being like hyper focusing on things. But see, that's evidence that is changing. See, it's so much better now. And even though I know I have that mindset going into this episode, I still spot myself. I'm like, see, <laughs> change. Yeah. But I think it's more justified on this episode because mm. I think I can point to specific things to be like, this is actually different. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest example, which we'll talk about now, is this opening match because SmackDown started with a match, yeah. not a promo. It started with a match. Big thumbs up from me. It's such a refreshing change to start with a match, and I know it's not unheard of for them to do it, but it's very rare that they mm. do. And it started off with the good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. <laughs> I still don't know what that means. Don't know. It's it's a it's a part of Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, and, Americans say it. Yep, and it is good and old-fashioned. Apparently. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Despite it never happening before. <laughs> um, but this was Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus for the number one contendership at Clash at the Castle, mm -hmm. uh, which is really really cool uh, I, I just love that they're having a number one contenders match because they don't often actually do that yeah um so that's nice in and of itself uh and i felt like there was a lot of like noise surrounding this match in that mm. was it was a good old-fashioned donnybrook match mm -hmm. there's some barrels at ringside there's a weird bar bit with <laughs> pictures of seamus's great-grandfather or something it's like <laughs> There's a lot of nonsense happening in this match, but yep. if you actually get past all of that noise that's around it, mm. this is just a no DQ match, yep. and it was a really good no DQ match. So good, it mm. was so good. I was it, it 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 is amazing how refreshing just starting off with a like any match, but such a good match mm. is. Like I you know I've been re reviewing Raw now you know for quite a few weeks and just getting so used to opening the show with somebody talking about how they're annoyed with somebody else because they did a thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just great to just start off with a really exciting match between two people who have amazing chemistry in mm. the ring. Unbelievable chemistry in the ring. Yeah. It was a great no DQ match. It's fantastic. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, this always happens. Whenever Drew and Sheamus face each other, they just beat each other up. Yep. Like a lot. Yeah. And it was really good. Yeah. Uh, I, like, there was so much... There's so much like uh, shenanigans happening in this match. Like you had interference from Rich Holland, you had interference from Butch, yep. you had shillelaghs, you had all sorts of stuff happening in this match. Uh, but the thing that popped me the most was Drew McIntyre kicked out of the bro kick. Yeah. And I lost my mind because yeah. when's the last time someone's kicked out of a bro kick? Yeah. Like, uh, they, they never do that. It's such a well-protected move. Yeah. And I mean, that's what happens when you protect a move like that and then you have someone kick out. You go, oh my God. Yeah. Wow, I didn't see that coming. And that's a great reaction to have when you're watching this sort of match. Absolutely. I, I genuinely thought, oh, no, Seamus can't. No. <laughs> Why is Seamus winning? <laughs> no, no, Seamus. Seamus won't. No, he can't be winning. Yeah. Um, I thought there must be something that will, will stop this. But him just kicking out is great. I mm. love it that it wasn't like some kind of outside interference that, you know, got involved or anything like that. It was just great to seeing. It. And, and also the, the story of the match was great. Oh, seeing, so good. Oh, seeing Drew like trying to deal with the fact that he's going to have to do this is mm -hmm. so good yeah I was just about to get onto yeah, it because yeah, yeah. like that that all played into like the finish because it was such a brutal match and it went through two ad breaks as well this was a long mm. match and you had loads of like brutal spots you know a future shock onto a pile of chairs you had a powerbomb through a table you had loads of stuff happening and it just got to a point where Seamus was just crawling to the corner of a ring and picked up like half a broken shillelagh yeah. and just got into his knees and was like all right, come on, Drew, hit me with it. And Drew was there just like playing with all these emotions, just being like, this is this is too much. We put each other through too much in this match. Yeah. But 
I've, I've got to do what I got to do. And yep. just seeing him wrestle with those emotions is a level of like emotional detail that you never see from WWE, yeah, uh, or, or or very very rarely at the very least. And a long time did not show in that level of complexity. Mm. And him just being like, "Well, got to do it." Sheamus staying on his knees hits him with a claymore and gets the win. I was like, "What a brilliant finish!" Yeah, puts over Drew really strong. Puts over Sheamus great in defeat. Yeah, and just makes Drew look like a monster heading into Clash of the Castle. It looks Absolutely. like a legitimate proper number one contender. Yeah. It, it, like he he could it, 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 the thing is is that there's so many matches especially when it comes to Roman as well mm. where you just go well Roman's going to win because Roman always wins and I'm sure it's going to yeah. be but like when you when you build someone up like this it makes people go I genuinely don't know it's it, and that's exactly what you want exactly <laughs> it's, it's wrestling what I want it's real simple stuff yep uh, yeah and genuinely if it is it's going to be Roman versus Drew at Clash of the Castle. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be Drew versus Brock. Um, mm. Roman versus Drew at Clash of the Castle. I don't know who's winning that. Yep. Legitimately, I don't know who's winning that. Nope. That is a really exciting prospect for me. Absolutely. And this did such a good job of building that up. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean by this felt different on this show because not only did it start with a match that's different, mm. they got a chance to really shine in this match which is different. Yeah. Uh, when a long time, it was fairly brutal in terms of like the hardcore spots and stuff like that, which is different. Mm-hmm. All of this just felt fresh and like something that was permeating throughout the whole show was commentary as well. Mm. I felt sounded much more organic. Yeah. Which is totally different from like the robotic stuff that they do. And there was still occasionally, you know, classic WWE branding throughout this show and all yeah. that stuff, you know, new Vicious Viking Raiders, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of times in this episode, which I'll try and point out, where they just felt like they were saying very good, valid points, yep. which is just such a nice change. It just helps elevate the match to that other level, which I felt in this match as well. Oh, yeah. It's just, it was great. Yeah, it actually sounded like two people talking to each other in a conversation. Which <laughs> <laughs> is amazing. It's amazing that we're so, like, not used to that on commentary for such a long mm. time. I mean, like, you know, we get that from things like AEW and things like that, where the commentary is a lot more free-flowing. But it's just, just hearing... Michael Cole and Pat McAfee are actually like really good at their jobs. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, and if they're allowed to do whatever they want, or you know, they're probably you know, hemmed in somewhat, but much more freedom. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, the commentary is so much, much. It's so much better. And so it much better. Builds up all the matches better. Builds up mm-hmm. the people better. They mm-hmm. they're able to do it in a way that's interesting. Oh, oh it's very refreshing. Yeah, <laughs> it's so refreshing. I, I felt especially with Michael Cole on this episode because Pat McAfee was always kind of. He was Pat McAfee, yeah. you know. He kind of just said what he wanted to. He said a lot of, like, off-the-cuff stuff a lot. Yes. Michael Cole was very, like, I'm going to do what Vince McMahon tells me. Yep. I'm I'm Mr. Robot Man if he wants me to be. Yes. Now, it felt like, this might just be my perception, but he felt much more free on mm-hmm. the country. And I especially noticed Cole on this one, because there was a few times I was like, that's a really good point, Michael Cole. Yeah. Damn, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Well done. You know, it helped me appreciate the product on another level that I wouldn't have had if the commentary wasn't there. Yes. Which is the point of commentary. <laughs> so, well done for doing your job. <laughs> I, yeah, really, really liked it. Uh, after in the match, uh, Kata Braxton then uh, quickly interviewed Drew McIntyre, who was saying, you know, I'm coming for you, mm. person at Clash at the Castle. Yep. And he said, you know, Seamus, it didn't have to be like this, but I had to do what I had to do. Kind mm-hmm. of helping explain that kind of turmoil of emotions if you didn't pick up on it during the match as well, which is good. Theory then attacked Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. from behind because that's what Theory does. Um, <laughs> and that was that. I'm not sure why he did it. Uh... I, you know, it's it's if he's going to cash in at SummerSlam, he might be the champion heading into Clash at the Castle. Mm-hmm. 
He just attacks people that are in that kind of title picture. That's yeah. it. If anyone's in that title picture, Theory's like, well, I'm coming for you. <laughs> and then he'll get beaten up inevitably. Yes. Uh, which also happened on this episode, <laughs> but later. Very, very interesting. Uh, I think Theory needs uh, something to do. <laughs> Man hasn't won a match in months. So long. Oh, it's been so long since he's won a match. Yep. He can't do anything. As mm. soon as he attacks someone, they'll attack him back. Yep. And he just gets laid out every time. <laughs> he looks like an absolute chump. Yes. It's ridiculous. They do it all the time with their money in the bank winners as well. It's mm-hmm. like, let him win. To something. Because otherwise, you know that they're gonna if they are going to be champion, they're going to be champion for about five minutes. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Or it just leads to much more unrealistic stuff where they'll cash in successfully they'll win the title and then they'll have like a really long reign it's like where's this come from yeah you know they were bad why are they suddenly good (laughs) um yeah Yeah, very silly If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
before we get into your ultra chats, no, I'll tell you what, we'll do the ultra chats first. We'll mm -hmm. send those in to uh, wrestletalk.com forward slash support, and we'll read out all the ones that are over five US dollars by the time the show goes off the air. Send them in. Do the thing. Uh, Charles Berg. Uh, it says, for the first time in a long time, I feel like WWE may actually start making shows for people to enjoy instead of doing whatever some forgetful someone made them do. Mm -hmm. uh, I see a renewed focus on character and wrestling quality on the horizon. I'm excited. Mm. Totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, I, I, especially on this episode, I felt like there was a focus on character. Yes. There was a focus on what makes each individual wrestler different, and that is... Ooh, it sounds basic, but man, it is so important for your show to not have everyone feeling the same and being like, this is a wrestler. This yeah. is another wrestler. Yep. You know, everyone has unique motivations. Everyone has unique things going on. Yes. And this show, I felt in particular, made people feel different. Yes. Ah, oh, I just no. punched the table. <laughs> a bit of excitement ah. of character development. Yeah. God damn it, WWE. I just <laughs> love character development <laughs> so much. But yeah, in... <laughs> In WWE, a lot of their characters uh, were very just homogenous. They were just like it was like watching uh, uh, a very old man uh, getting uh, uh, wrestling um, figurines together and going, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> <laughs> "You're the champion now." <laughs> no, that sums it up. That's it. That's the entirety of WWE's booking. Uh, Abel Palacio has been a member for five months in a row. Thank you so much. He said, "Wait, SmackDown." It's watchable? OMG, what world are we living in right now? Anyway, have a great weekend, lads. Jam that jam. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. And yes, it was very watchable. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Even. <laughs> I'd even say it was <laughs> good. Well, well, I know. I know. It's insane. I but, agree, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. So before we get into uh, the rest of the show reviews, mm. we're going to be talking about SmackDown and Rampage. I've got a thing I want to talk about, uh, which is... I think very exciting. Mm -hmm. So obviously we just had Drew McIntyre beat Sheamus on SmackDown to be the number one contender for Clash at the Castle. Clash at the Castle taking place in Cardiff in Wales in the UK on September 3rd. On that date, uh, WrestleTalk are going to be hosting a watch party yes. for Clash at the Castle. So if you're in the UK and you couldn't get tickets for Clash at the Castle or you're not going, maybe you can come watch the show with us instead yes excitement uh so this is on september 3rd at the joiner on worship in shoreditch tickets are on sale now literally as of 3 p.m today so 15 minutes ago the tickets went on sale mm -hmm. the link is at the top of the description uh so yeah we have a maximum of 200 tickets yep right now we may have more if they sell out we don't know how popular this is going to be no idea but there's going to be like the whole wrestle talk crew are going to be there mm -hmm. we're going to be watching the show big screens nice environment uh we don't know what's happening with live reactions yet might be doing in there Two of us might be at this, here in the studio and then join the after party. There will be an after party as well. Oh, yeah. Because it's taking place in the evening, UK time. It's going to be finished kind of like late evening, mm -hmm. UK time. And then we'll stay there for a few more hours afterwards. Have some drinks, have some fun. Yeah. Oh, I'm well excited. I am genuinely so excited yeah. for this. I think it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> so uh, you can buy your tickets. You can pre-order food and drinks as well. Uh, and we're having an after party, but we might... 
I'm trying to re- literally we got the the notes for this make saying that this is official happening like oh, yeah. five minutes before we went yeah. on well, so I think I'm lots of NRB sure. people are going to be there as yeah, well yeah absolutely um, I'm going I'm to invite all of the No Rolls Barred crew yeah uh, so that's going to be great yeah so all the rest of boys and the No Rolls Barred crew there's going to be so many people it's going to be a great time yep a great time I personally I love it whenever all of us get to hang out and we do like you know like the Christmas party where mm-hmm. all of us just like hang out have some drinks do karaoke whatever you know yeah. all that stuff it's genuinely some of my favourite times oh, yeah. I just love hanging out with all these guys and then we get to hang out with all these guys and you yes. as well <laughs> I'm really excited. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you how genuinely excited. <laughs> genuinely excited. And that's right after you come back from Edinburgh yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's like a nice uh, welcome oh, back into it. Oh, great uh, welcome back. So yeah, so there you go. You could get get tickets for it. Link is at the top of the description. Buy your tickets because they're going to be on sale now. Help us sell it out. That would be incredible if we could. Oh, that'd be um, amazing. That would be. Let's get into reviewing the rest of the shows, shall we? Yes. Uh, let's start off with SmackDown, which opened, as we mentioned, with this very long, uh, good old-fashioned Donnybrook match, which was great. It was my favorite thing on the show. Yep. Um, afterwards, we got a recap of uh, Corbin attacking Pat McAfee, mm-hmm. and we had Corbin come out, who had a ticket, yes. a ticket for a seat behind the commentary team, yep. and while they were trying to run down the SummerSlam card, Corbin mm-hmm. was just run in his mouth at Pat McAfee just constantly be like do your job but from like uh, behind in the seats yep. which I thought was funny at first yep. I thought by the time they finished running down the SummerSlam card it went on a bit too long very annoying yes. yeah very annoying by the end but I liked the idea of it yes. it's a change it's, a great, it's something different it's a lovely idea it's yeah it's yeah. good it's good but it, I just don't think it was uh, it wasn't um, tested beforehand <laughs> and you could tell yeah because uh, it went on a little bit long mm-hmm. um, but it was fine afterwards he then hopped the barricade delivered a low blow to pat mcafee yep boo what a heel yes solid yeah absolutely it was it like it, this match will be fine like any baron corbin match <laughs> <laughs> in the history of uh, his career yeah it's gonna be absolutely fine i think people will really like pat mcafee's entrance again yep because it was fun at wrestlemania Absolutely. And I think it'll be good here. Yeah. yeah. Not about the match, but the entrance yeah. will be cool. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, we then had uh, Shotzi versus Aaliyah. Yeah. So the advertised match was supposed to be Aaliyah versus Lacey Evans mm-hmm. for the fourth week in a row. <laughs> um, but just had no Lacey Evans here. The commentary team just said, Lacey Evans, not medically clear to compete. Mm. And that was it. Okay. No further explanation. Don't know what's happened there. Yep. Don't know where the Triple H just gone. We're not going to do this again. Yes. Let's just change it up don't know because even like shortly before the show actually went on the air Lacey Evans was tweeting like she was going to be on the show right. so like it doesn't seem like it was an actual she's not medically cleared it seems yeah. like it was an angle I wouldn't be surprised if if it's uh, uh, Triple H as part of the changes is we're not going to have the same match again and again and again <laughs> and again forever please I um, hope so oh my god I'd um, be so happy if that's the case yeah uh, but instead we got Shotzi versus Aaliyah mm. and you could tell this was a Triple H decision because Shotzi won oh my goodness and it it's, was it's the best she's looked on the main roster so far yeah because she got to wrestle yeah for like five minutes yeah. it wasn't a long match by any means but she looked good in it yeah absolutely cool <laughs> oh my god it's wrestling what's going on yeah <laughs> it, it was, was almost a squash it was like it, yeah. was, it was that quick and, and like I mean, I, I, yeah, very happy for her. That's great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> great. If Shotzi's going to stop, if they're going to have more 
wrestling to make people look good. Yeah. Massive thumbs up from yeah, me. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Shotzi won with the Never Wake Up. Great. Cool. Also, the Never Wake Up at saying die. <laughs> <laughs> Death. <laughs> and that's Shotzi with the murder. <laughs> <laughs> she has killed another opponent. <laughs> Undefeated. <laughs> well, that short that opponent sure did never wake up. <laughs> um, uh, after that, so we got a recap of uh, Sonya Deville, and then Ronda attacking Sonya Deville that was in an ad break last week. Yeah, so we didn't see it. It was a bit strange, but Weird. sure, whatever. Uh, this okay. This next segment, I'm curious to get your thoughts on it mm-hmm. because I thought I liked the idea of it. I just think the execution didn't work yes that's that's my thing so you have uh ronda and Liv morgan are backstage they're doing like promo sh- uh, shots for yep. summerslam taking photos sonny deville and, and natalia come in and they start running the mouse being like mm-hmm. you're rubbish and you don't even deserve the title etc mm-hmm. ronda then just pieces out of the conversation <laughs> she just walks off Liv morgan then continues to talk to them but we don't hear what she says yep. because it it does a, a, a fade a cross dissolve <laughs> over to the ring where Shotzi is in the middle of a promo, I think. Yep. She's like laughing in the, like she's in the middle of a promo. Yep. Ronda then comes out and interrupts her and then beats up Shotzi, mm-hmm. grabs the mic, calls out someone in the crowd who told her to shut up <laughs> and said, your mother failed you, and then calls out everyone that was in the backstage segment for a match. Yes. It was a bit much. (laughs) (laughs) I can see what they're going for. They're trying to make it like interconnected, which is really great. And it's really nice uh, when like uh, when a wrestling world is built and everyone is connected with one another and everyone has an opinion on one another. And you Mm -hmm. know that going in. Uh, But they just, as you say, the execution was a little bit strange and weird. I mean, my only note from this is that was odd. It was, yeah, it was, and like I, 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 I understand what they're trying to do. I just don't think it works in wrestling because they're trying. It's so hard when you have a product like this that takes that happens in real time. Mm. It's hard to have stuff happen at the same time. Yes, you know, having Shotzi's in-ring promo and this backstage segment happening at the same time is really difficult to do when it's in real time. Yeah, and. I like the idea to make it more of like a living, breathing thing so you don't have much downtime. It's like, why is nothing happening while this backstage promo is happening? Mm-hmm. It makes sense that something would be happening in the ring while that's happening. Yes. It ju- it's just really hard to make it work on screen. Yeah. It just looks a little bit weird. It came off a bit stilted, yeah. is all. But I like the idea. Keep trying, is what I'd say. Yeah. It is, it's, it's, again, it's different. And, it's different. And it's nice that anything's different because so little has been different on these shows for so long. I know. Oh, <laughs> so, my goodness. Like, I can totally forgive th- like throwing stuff at a wall and just going like, Okay, that doesn't stick, but like the the idea is still like a, I can it, the, the the concept is mm-hmm. still a good one, yes. and like trying to do more of that kind of stuff is great. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I also have just seen in the chat. Excuse me. Mm. Uh, congratulations to M Clay, who's the first person to buy a ticket for our watch party. Hey, links at the top of the description. Do yes. a watch party for Clash at the Castle, September third. Come, come and join along. us. Come Please and join come. us. We will. We will hang out with you. We'll, yes. It, 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 upstairs from the from the place has like uh, retro games. It's so much fun. We're going to play them all night. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get very drunk. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be 
great. It's going to be a great time. Oh, it's great. Um, please, please, please come along. Do, do they? We'll be lonely otherwise. Um, <laughs> we then had uh, the tag match of Ronda and Liv Morgan versus Sonya Deville and Natalia. Yep. And normally when this sort of match would happen, they'd just be like, well, how can they coexist? Mm-hmm. They didn't do it. They didn't say they it. They didn't do it. They didn't say it. <laughs> it's brilliant. Wasn't the story of the match. Yep. It was just... Putting over, Ronda and Liv are wrestling tomorrow. Yep. Liv Morgan was getting worked over, and commentary, again, commentary did a really good job in this match, mm-hmm. being like, Liv really needs to tag out here. Like, yep. she's she's going to burn herself out. She's going to get hurt before mm-hmm. her match tomorrow. She's going to be in danger if she doesn't get herself to tag out. She eventually managed to. Ronda got the win. Yep. But the story of the match was Liv and Rousey's motivations and how they fight before their match tomorrow at SummerSlam. The yeah. differences in them and why they're both important and yes. why you should care about their title match. It's it's so simple, <laughs> but so effective. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. It's really great storytelling. Yeah. And, and 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 that's the thing. I think I think that's something that has been missing. And I've been saying this for weeks now on Raw, is that every like at the end of every single episode of any kind of television program, let alone like wrestling as well, every single character should have moved from point A to point B. And that might have been a small little move. Like this is a tiny little move mm. of like, okay, maybe for tomorrow. Uh, Liv is going to be more tired than Ronda. Uh, Ronda. Yeah. And that is a, a, it's just a little move, but it is so effective to just mm-hmm. have a little thing of like, yes, you need to watch this because the characters are developing as they go along. And it is so nice. Isn't it great? <laughs> it's so nice to have it's happening. So simple, but so effective. Yeah. Um, we then had... <laughs> I lied. This is my favourite thing on the show because it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Jeff Jarrett came out for his tag team instruction. <laughs> so he needs to tell the Street Profits and the Usos what rules he has in place for yep. their for their tag team match. Yep. It's a normal tag team match. So it is the normal rules for a tag match. Mm-hmm. But not according to Jeff Jarrett, because he's got one job on Saturday, <laughs> and that's to count the three if someone's shoulders are down. <laughs> That's not right, though, is it, Jeff? It's not right. Because you've got a load more jobs than that. Because it's not a no-DQ match. You need to check for, like, legal tags. You need to do counters. You need to check for rope breaks. There's so many things you need to take care of. Yep. You've got loads of jobs. This is why... You, when when you're having troubles with your referees, you don't just bring in an old wrestler. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Imagine if the refereeing at, at the World Cup was really bad. And for the World Cup final, they're like, we're bringing back Pele. <laughs> He's refereeing the World Cup final. <laughs> and my only thing is to blow the final whistle. No, it isn't, Pele. It is incorrect, sir. <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. Oh. I, I laughed so much on that. Yeah. Um, and then, then Jeff Jarrett said, hey, man, you both you teams clearly have a lot of tension, so you should fight right now. Anyone wants to fight? Go ahead. They then started fighting. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett got super kicked. He got caught in the crossfire. And then he was really mad about it. I'm like, that's your fault, Jeff. <laughs> you told him to fight. <laughs> you told him to fight and stayed in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you're an idiot. <laughs> I, I also, I, I, I kind of, did, I, I felt like they should have used that. That you know, there, there was there was a lot of tension between them, and I felt from a storyline perspective, and I understand. Well, I don't really understand Jeff's uh, point on a storyline perspective, but you know, they wanted to have them fighting there. But like, I prefer it if they didn't fight yeah. until the match. To, like, well, tonight now, it's yeah. I think that's much better to keep that tension mm-hmm. up. 
yeah. keep, like keep Jeff Jarrett going like you cannot touch each other until mm-hmm. the match yeah. is a much better thing than don't you fight no you better fight now everyone go and fight oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh I'm so alive <laughs> see I think it would have worked much if they wanted to get to a point of Jeff Jarrett is already favouring the Street Profits. Yes. Because it was the Usos that super kicked him. So mm-hmm. now he's annoyed with the Usos and he's a bit more on the Street Profits side. Yeah. If you want to play up the story of Jeff being, actually, he's not that impartial because mm. he has a preference now. You can get to that point of Jeff Jarrett being like, no, you can't fight right now. You can't fight until SummerSlam. Yep. Usos try to super kick one of them and hits Jarrett instead. Yep. Then he can be annoyed. Absolutely. That just, like... Fixes that. <laughs> there you go. I solved it. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas <laughs> now the Usos, who are really apologetic as well, yeah, they're like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." They're clearly really sorry about the whole thing. <laughs> it's not even like they're like, "Yeah, whatever." We kicked you, ah, oh, you idiot. You got in the way. They're like, "Oh my, oh my god, are you okay?" I am. We, we meant that for them. We didn't mean to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that one's on me. That one's on me. You know, I'm, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Oh, it was great. Uh, I'm still looking forward to that match, though. Yeah, it's going to be a great match. Uh, So then we had Maximum Male Models with Maxine Dupree. Mm -hmm. Uh, They did their summer lineup with Marseille and Mansoir. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, contrary to what was in the Wrestling Observer newsletter yesterday, Max Dupree was also there. Yeah. The report was that he had been taken out of the act entirely Mm. and that he wasn't going to be there anymore. Here he was. Yeah. He's still there. There we go. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I, don't, I don't know if I have any thoughts on it, really. <laughs> well, He's still there. The thing is, is that I the, the only th- the, the thing that it could have gone one or two ways if he had been taken out of the act. That either he could have just sort of like sat on the. It, it, I think if Vince was still in charge, he probably would have ended up being released, and everyone would be like, "What are sure. you doing?" Um, but. The other option they could have had is actually taking him out of it and then bringing him in as LA Knight mm. would have been really, really cool. But, but I mean, now with potentially with new creative and and a, and a new like you know, well, same direction, but like you know, hopefully better storytelling. Mm. Um, this could be really fun. This could be really yeah. good. So I'm not I'm not against him being back, but very odd that he was reported as gone yeah, forever. It's very strange. I think it's the timing more than anything because that came out in the newsletter yesterday that he's gone which I thought was really strange timing because I think what probably happened is that Vince McMahon took him out Mm. Triple H took over creators and I was like actually let's move him back in yeah and just put him back probably what happened but I just find it odd that the timing of the report came out yesterday to say that Vince McMahon took him out beforehand and he's gone permanently yeah Um, but very strange there you go Um, we then had uh, the New Day versus the Viking Raiders Mm -hmm. sorry the new vicious Viking Raiders yes Um, and I've been quite down on the new vicious viking raiders and this new day feud mm. because it's been bad that's why i've been down on it because it sucked mm-hmm. this was very fun very good very fun stuff yeah uh, this is just a solid tag match from two teams that are good at wrestling yep they built to a really good xavier woods hot tag because xavier oh. woods is so good at wrestling yeah i love that man so much oh, uh, but the viking raiders look great because they they won clean yeah and it's the best they've looked with this new character absolutely I, I, I one of my notes from here is that Woods looked amazing in this mm-hmm. match, absolutely amazing. And um, uh, one of my other notes was: Do Vikings live in Woods, Pat McAfee? I think I'm pretty certain Vikings had a uh, <laughs> fa- fairly big cities, fairly big normal cities that they lived in. They didn't live in the woods. Yeah, so there was a little bit of the old WWE brand and stuff. They live in the woods. They don't shower. It's like. <laughs> Well, I, I don't. They're, they're not actually from, you know, <laughs> medieval, Viking times, medieval, medieval times. <laughs> they're 
They are in 2022. <laughs> they do have showers. But, you know, that's fine. But, uh, um, but no, it was a really good match. I uh, really enjoyed it. And I think both teams came out of it looking better than they went in. And, like, I felt... Uh, the only thing was I felt a little bit sorry for Kofi Kingston mm. just because he's Kofi Kingston. He's, yeah. he's a former WWE champion. Sure like, is. you know, I, I want him to... I always want him to be, like, treated better. But it's... um. But at the same time, the match was good, and I think getting the Viking Raiders over and and, and having them win, did they, they won clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they won just clean. straight up clean. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Like, it, really good. It was really good. And I said, like, isn't it shocking that you put them in a really good match against the New Day? Yep. And they come out suddenly seeming like a really credible tag team. Yep. Like, makes sense. It's simple stuff. Yeah. Uh, after the match, they then pilmanized Woods's ankle. Oh. No, they wrapped it in the chair, took their shields and then banged yeah. it on the chair, which. I think could have come across a bit goofy, but I think they made it work. Yes. With the, the bashing of the shields yeah. onto the chair. No, it actually, it worked. Looked, actually looked quite vicious. Yeah. And, uh, the new vicious. And new. Um, <laughs> uh, and Woods' selling of it was great, of course. Yep. I guess he's going to be probably written out for a few weeks, I guess. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Cool. Uh, I thought it was really good. Good mm. stuff overall. Uh, the main event segment was Paul Heyman's special address, mm-hmm. which I thought was run of the mill. Yeah. It was Paul Heyman doing a promo that we've heard for ages mm-hmm. because there isn't a story between Brock and Roman. Yeah. He's just there and then they go on, here's a match. But there's yes. been no story progression. So Paul mm. Heyman doesn't have anything new to say. Yes. So it is just, he's Brock Lesnar and he is Roman Reigns <laughs> and Roman will win. Yes. <laughs> and that's that's the whole promo. Yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar interrupted, came down and was going to beat up Paul Heyman. Theory then came out to mm-hmm. attack Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Did nothing to Brock who immediately turned around and was like piss off just beat him up yeah uh, beat him up did some German suplexes went outside the ring McIntyre hit a claymore mm-hmm. onto him as payback for earlier in the night and then there was a nice little stare down between Drew Rekazar and Brock Lesnar yep. which I quite liked um, trying their best to sell that as a potential matchup for Clash at the Castle mm-hmm. it won't be but it's nice they're trying yes. you know to be like oh maybe this is the possibility absolutely yeah and I, I'm guessing that Theory came out and attacked Brock Lesnar because Partly because of because earlier on in the show, mm. Paul Heyman's like, "I'll come over here and we'll have a chat." Mm. Yeah. So is I mean that that could be interesting leading into SummerSlam. Um, it, you know the idea that Heyman and Theory might have some kind of relationship in mm-hmm. some way. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was a bit of a weird one, as you say. The promo was kind of a nothing promo. It was just like we're gonna have a match and Roman's going to win, and then, uh, yeah, it, I, I get they are building up the interconnectivity of this universe, essentially, because it really hasn't been that connected. It's like you're in a feud with this person, and you never talk to anyone else. <laughs> Nobody else exists. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the only friends you'll ever have uh, are just friends because you're you're a goodie or yes. a baddie, uh, yes. and that's it. And there's no other reason why people have friends um, or, or are even interested in each other mm-hmm. so i think um on from that level i get where they're going with this but it was a bit of a weird ending and poor old theory yeah I like, man, man looks like a chump yep constantly yep is what it is mm-hmm. i i thought it was the the stare down i liked between drew and yep. brock but everything else was a little bit just like eh. it was a fairly lackluster go home angle it wasn't bad by any means it was just a bit eh. yes lacking substance yeah i thought overall though I thought this was a good episode of SmackDown. Absolutely. A lot of change, a lot of positive signs, and that banger of an opening match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give this a four out of five. I would totally agree with that. I think mm. that's a really... Because uh, it, it was 
they they tried new things and some of those things didn't work like the Shotzi stuff with it you know not Shotzi winning but you know all of the stuff with Ronda and Shotzi and everything didn't quite work but that's fine I will happily look favorably on new things rather than just trotting out the same old stuff every single week. And I am excited for what's going to happen in the future. I think this is going to be a slow build of a almost a new Triple H universe. Mm. And I am much more excited about that. 100%. Yes. Uh, let's talk about... AEW Rampage. Yes. Uh, which kicked off uh, with uh, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt versus Orange Cassidy and Best Friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got entrances for this match. That's unlike Rampage. Yeah. They normally get right into the action. Yeah. What's going on there? <laughs> um, uh, this match I thought was. It's all right. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Satnam Singh did a big crossbody. Yep. Oh, yeah. I like that. Cool. That's good. Yeah, the best friends did a hug, and then Jay Lethal did a double lethal injection, which I thought was a cool spot. Very good. Orange Cassidy won. <laughs> he hit a su- uh, Superman punch, an orange punch onto Sanjay Dutt, mm-hmm. and got the win. Yeah, it's it was all cool. yeah, it was all fine. Yeah. Um, and then Wardlow uh, came out. Yeah, I, I really have nothing else to say about the match. It was fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Wardlow came out to stop a post-match beatdown, had yep. a stare down with Jay Lethal. Looks like that we might be doing that for a TNT title program, which is also fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay think, with that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Also, it's nice, because is this the first new direction for Wardlow since MJF, really? Did he? He had, he had like... So he beat Scorpio Sky for the title. Yeah. And then... Oh yeah, I suppose since he got the title, uh, that's the first new direction. Uh, what did he do after that? There we go. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't watch Dynamite every week. I, I watch it most weeks, just not every once. I might have missed something here and there, yeah, but definitely. it feels like there has been a lot of promos where he says Wardlow's world, and that's about it. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe there's someone else. I'm sure. I'm sure the chat will correct me. Yeah. pretty pretty shortly. Almost certainly. Yeah. Um, but I think that should be a fun little feud. Hopefully. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. We then had Ethan Page versus Leon Ruffin in a squash match. Oh, Ethan yeah. Page destroyed Leon Ruffin. Um, as he got him up for the Ego's Edge, he mm. mouthed to the camera and went, I hate this place. Yeah. And then did that. And he's been very vocal on Twitter <laughs> about being like, oh, hey, I've got TV time. See you again in five weeks, I guess, AEW. And mm. it's like he's been very vocal about being like, I'm not having fun. Yeah. So I don't know whether this is an angle yep. where he's just going to be frustrated and then he'll, he'll do something because mm-hmm. he's frustrated with his TV time. Whether it's legit, he's just kind of mad about it. I don't know, but I, I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, it's quite strong to say you hate, like you know. There's one thing to be like upset about the amount of TV time you have, and it's absolutely fair. Like you know, everyone wants themselves to be you know as high up the the card as possible and all that. The other, but um, to be like, I hate this place, is uh, uh, that sounds pretty strong. It's strong, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, I, it makes me feel like it is more likely an angle, mm. um, but uh, that is probably based in somewhat in reality. It's probably like an MJF thing mm-hmm. to a certain extent, um, but I don't want them to do both of those uh, things sort of concurrently. That no. would be uh, that wouldn't that wouldn't work. It, 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 too many of those angles, and you start thinking maybe AEW is a horrible place to work. Yeah, maybe it's just not good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, after this, okay. We had a backstage segment with Cole Carter, yep. who used to be Troy Two Dimes Donovan, I think his name was, in NXT. Mm-hmm. He then gets offered a place in the factory. Um, 
but they really played up in this promo the fact that he used to be in NXT. Yeah. And they kept doing, you know, oh, sleep on it, but in your own bed, not with the fishes. Yeah. It's like, why Why are they doing this? Yeah. Why Why are we supposed to care that he used to be in NXT? Like, there's a lot of ex-WWE guys yeah. in, on the roster where they don't play this up as much. Yeah. Why this guy in particular? Is, is it just the one line of that he used to be sleeping with the fishes and now he's not? Is that is that the whole thing? Because he was on the Dynamite episode that was in Shark Week for that gag. Like that's <laughs> that's the whole that's his whole character. Yeah, is that he used to be in NXT, and it's weird because like it's not. It, it, I don't feel like there's a huge. It, I don't feel it's not like they're going. God damn it, we need that NXT audience. Mm. They've got a bigger audience than NXT. Yeah. They don't need to worry about that. Yeah. Um. It's it's yeah. It feels still like if they if they're in the midst of the Wednesday Night Wars still, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, I understand where they're going with this. So you know why they're doing this. At least it's like yeah. we're going to make direct references to that. But they're not, and so it's very strange. <laughs> I would mm. like Cole Carter to have a bit more of a character, please. Yeah. And. The thing is, as well, is that it's not even like he was a big name in NXT. No. He was just there. Yeah. He was someone's lackey in NXT. He was such a lackey that they felt comfortable they they could murder him <laughs> in, in, canonically and th- that he will never come back, and that's absolutely fine. Yeah, it's just... It's just strange. Yep. I don't know why they're playing it up so much. Yes. But hey ho, that's just me. I wouldn't if it was me. Yeah. Um, we then had Lee Moriarty versus Matt Seidel. Mm. I've been liking this story that's been building for a few weeks yep. of Moriarty slowly turning to the dark side, mm. uh, facing his teacher in Matt Seidel and being like, "No, I can, I can beat you now. I'm better than you." Mm. Um, having the the whole Stokely Hathaway dynamic, yeah, has been very good. That's been building for a few weeks as well. Uh, Moriarty cheating but it could have not been cheating in this mm-hmm. previous match and in this one out and out cheating yes uh and actually just winning uh with stokely hathaway's um, distraction mm-hmm. coming out and then he takes his business card after the match and essentially joins stokely hathaway does that make lee moriarty a baddie now i hope so with, with he's going to come out with jade cargill because i really like that yeah. i'd really like that if he was a baddie yeah that'd be really fun that would be good it's a great stable there. yeah yeah i think this can be oh I I, 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 re- I really hope so because I think Lee Moriarty is one of those who for, for ages in AEW everyone's been going he's got so much potential he's got so much mm. potential and I think he needs to be in a in a, in some kind of group so then he can actually really show that and it's a very nice uh, juxtaposition of dynamics where it's usually like a stable will have like four guys and then one lady mm-hmm. um, and now it's uh, what yeah three three women mm-hmm. and and then Lee as the as the one male participant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Love it. That's I, great. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, also, I really liked Lee Moriarty in this match, just being like more aggressive with all of mm. his strikes. There was a lot more intensity from him in this match, which obviously plays perfectly into the character. Mm. Um, just really like that dynamic of it, because obviously he's been very, very kind of like um, babyface with his with his wrestling style before. Yeah. And this just seemed a lot more focused and intense, which is thumbs up from me. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, Britt Baker did a promo ahead of their tag match coming on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. It was fine. That's all That's all you need to say about mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yep. Uh, we then had an uh, in-ring promo segment from Claudio Castagnoli. And I said, I think it was last week, might have been the week before, I really wish that Claudio Castagnoli got more packaging with the rest of the Blackpool con- uh, <laughs> Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> Not the Blackpool Content Club. That's our thing. Yes. Um, I wish he got, he was, you know, seen with them a bit more because he felt very separate from the rest of them. And I think they watch our shows because that's what they did on mm. this one. Uh, he came out uh, with William Regal. 
cut a promo saying that he's a new Ring of Honor world champion. Yep. Uh, and introduced Wheeler Utah, who's the Ring of Honor pure champion, which yeah. is cool. So they came out together and were like, hey, we're the champions in Ring of Honor and we're both in the Blackpool Combat Club. That's cool. Mm. Um, Chris Jericho was on commentary and had had enough of these these people. Uh, so he came out and he was just saying, hey, I don't want to sit on commentary and you guys chant for Utah and saying, you deserve it to Claudio. I've had enough mm. of that. And I really liked Wheeler Utah in this segment because mm. he was saying, you know, I think, Chris, that you're just upset because you know I can beat you. Right? Yeah. And he's just saying, you can't beat me. <laughs> what are you talking about? You can't beat me. And he's like, no, I can beat you. I know I can beat you. And he's like, no, you can't. He's like, yes, I can. <laughs> I can definitely beat you. He's like, no, you can't. <laughs> just gets like more and more annoying. Yeah. You can't beat me. <laughs> and then eventually he said, all right, fine. Fine. You know what? I'll prove it on Dynamite, me and you. And Wheeler Utah went, Nah, <laughs> I know I can beat you. He's like, no, you can't. He just, just elevated his annoyance levels even more. It was perfectly done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Jericho then ups the stakes and said, okay, we'll fight on Dynamite. And if you win, you get the title shot against Moxley mm-hmm. instead of me. Mm. And I was like, that is really good stakes. Yes. That's yeah. such a good idea. Absolutely. I really like this segment. It furthered all the characters involved. Mm-hmm. It put stakes on Wednesday's match of Jericho versus uh, Utah. And I don't think Utah's going to win, but I like the idea that if Utah does win, he could face Moxley again. Absolutely. Like, yeah. It's kind of like the, the mentor mentee dynamic that we've already seen. Yeah. Having that again for the interim world title, it's, it's just like a fun idea. It won't happen, but it's a fun idea. And it, it, it's not so totally far-fetched that it won't I'll still be invested in that match because it is it is feasible that that match could absolutely happen I think ultimately it probably should be Jericho versus Moxley Mm. but it, would be, it is actually feasible that that match could happen and yeah. that, that is very exciting exactly I, lo- yeah. I love I think I've mentioned this before that the gap between AEW's main eventers and their mid-carders and their enhancement talent and stuff, the gap between them is so much smaller than mm. you see in something like WWE, Definitely. where you have main event stars and enhancement talent, they are gulfs apart. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, in AEW, they're much, much closer. So you can have people like Wheeler Utah, who seems like, actually, maybe they could beat Jericho. Mm. You know, he's not a main event star yet, but there's a chance he could beat Jericho. Yep. These kind of things happen in, in AEW, which is, it makes for more fun interactions like this. We go, oh, but maybe. Yeah. Which I mean, is great. Garcia beat Danielson. So like, exactly. who right. knows? That's a perfect example. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we had the uh, main events, Ruby Soho versus Anna Jay. Anna Jay, having just uh, joined the Jericho Appreciation Society. Mm. Uh, I liked that when uh, they did the split screen promo that they do for the main event stuff, we had Eddie Kingston and Ortiz that were backing up Ruby Soho. I'm like, yeah. Nice. Yes. I like that Ruby Soho has more friends. Yes. And it gets Kingston a bit more involved. I like that they're playing up their friendship a bit more. Mm-hmm. It's good. I like it. Yes. Um, though he didn't say anything. Whenever Eddie Kingston's on screen, he should be talking because <laughs> he's very good at it. Yeah, absolutely. Or <laughs> Eddie Kingston. Um, but I liked both of their promos here. I liked uh, Anna Jay. Um, her kind of like new character so to speak is very much like playing up the the typical sports entertainer lady yes which is the point which i really like yep um yeah it was all just good stuff yeah absolutely it Mm -hmm. was and and i see i I haven't watched that much rampage Mm. i just love mark henry just goes time for the main event it's time 
for the main event. Oh, I love it. Makes you so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Great. No, great, great, great little promo. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I I I like both these characters. I want to see just more of them, really. Is, is mm. and I was glad that they were the main event on this. Absolutely. Yeah. And I thought this was a pretty fun match, yeah. all in all. Uh, they both got a chance to shine. Got given a little bit of time here. And I really like uh, that you understood Anna Jay's character because that really was the point of the match is to mm. put over Anna Jay in the Jericho Appreciation Society how she different now. Mm. And I think you did get to see that in this match. Yeah. She was a bit more aggressive. She was obviously using heel tactics a lot more and she won by cheating, which is very good. And I thought mm-hmm. it was really well done as well where uh, Ruby So had a cast on, yeah. uh, which she took off earlier in the match. Mm. And then later on behind the referee's back, she got the cast and used it without the referee seeing and got the Queen Slayer in mm. with, without the ref seeing that she was using the cast to choke her out more, yeah. uh, which is great. So it sort of protects Ruby Soho, but also Anna J did just win. Yes. Which which was really good. Really good. So it's a, a nice dynamic behind that. And I think both of them looked really good coming out of it. So thumbs up from me. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I totally agree. Um, a, 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 a classic thing of um, keeping both people strong, mm. but having a clear winner. Exactly. Which is exactly what you want. <laughs> yes, 100%. Uh, so once again for Rampage, it was a very quick review because nothing special, but a solid show. Yeah, absolutely. That's Rampage's MO recently is just, it's all right. It's some good wrestling. Yep. It feels a bit more like the B show. Very much so. Than it. But like when it first started, it felt like, oh, wow, they've got two A shows. Mm. But no, it's definitely a B show now. Most certainly a B show. But but it's fine. But hey-ho, you know, it's it's fine. I'd rather they do more stuff with it. Yeah. But it's, it's fine. It's never terrible. It's never bad. It's never bad. Yeah. It's, it's fine. <laughs> um, now, uh, before we get into the rest of your old chats, oh, do we have Patreon shout-outs? Oh, this is find a good out. question. What's the date today? No, we don't. Which means, before we get into the rest of your Ultra Chats, just want to say that if you missed the news earlier, we're doing a watch party for Clash at the Castle on September 3rd. Let me get the things up so I don't misquote any of the things that are happening, because I need to double-check what's going on. September 3rd at the Joiner on Worship in Shoreditch. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, tickets are on sale right now. The link is at the top of the description. Go click that. We have 200 tickets to sell. If we sell out those, then maybe we'll do more. But please mm. get us to that 200 if you can. That would be amazing. Uh, all of the WrestleTalk crew are going to be there. All of us. Yes. Uh, we're going to be there. And um, we might be doing live reactions there. We might not. We don't know yet. But we're going to figure that out. Uh, and you can buy tickets, pre-order food and drinks. There's like retro gaming, like you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. We're going to be watching Clash at the Castle uh, in the evening because it starts at like 7 p.m. UK time. So we're all going to be there watching the show. And it's going to be all of us having a good time. Yep. You can come and chat to us after the show as well. We'll, we'll, we'll be there to, to, to chat with and, and you know, take pictures and, and play games and have loads of drinks. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm genuinely so excited. I mean, I'm going up to the Edinburgh Fringe and I'm excited about that, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much as excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. I will say we have done uh, one... One yeah, one proper fan meetup yeah. before, which was just before um, Royal Quest in 2019, the New Japan show. Mm. It was taking place at the Copper Box, and we went to four quarters beforehand, and we just had a few fans turn up, and it was a really good time. Yeah, a bunch of people showed up, and we just chatted to people, and it was really nice. And I just want to do that, but more. And with more alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and with Clash at the Castle, of course. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so you go ahead, click the link. It's at the top of the description. Buy your tickets. Right now. Do it. 
come and hang out with us. Please. Because otherwise we'll be very alone. Oh, yes. And we'll all cry. We'll cry so hard. Yes. And you don't want that. That nope. doesn't make for good content. A terrible um, content. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats. Your last chance to get those in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Mm. I'm going to read all the ones that are five US bucks. Not by the time the show goes off the air. Uh, Christoph Connorsman said, Do you think it's possible that they bring back The Way on SummerSlam and use them to turn Theory face in the process? Even if he really cashes in, you could do a story where Johnny leads him slash teaches him and at some point challenge for the belt. Mm, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will work with what they've done so far. Theory is very much an out-and-out heel right yeah. now. And I think there's not even a hint of him being babyface, apart from when they're telling stories poorly like they did last week, which was he had a weird babyface thing, but I don't think they meant it to be a babyface thing. <laughs> um, he's still attacking people from behind. He's still being arrogant prick. Oh, yeah. And I think if they were going to tease him turning face, he'd do less heel things. Yes. Even if he's still a heel, he could do less heel things to hint at that face turn yes and i just don't think the story would work with what they got right now maybe down the line but not right now mm, mm. uh mayor will dan said hello pete hello sullivan i'm so excited that the winds of change are finally blowing through wwe that's right max dupree is back now smackdown will ascend to the top of the mountain of entertainment also I wish you nothing but success with your plans thank you so much dan thank you dan i appreciate it mate mm. um uh, Tails P said, uh, I thought Drew and Sheamus would be over now, but since September 20th, tickets advertised Drew versus Sheamus. I guess this is the feud that never ends. Ronda is pissed and wants to fight everyone. She's more like Butch than Butch. Uh, JJ saw that kick like it's 1993. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't t- put too much stock in those September 20th tickets advertising Drew versus Sheamus because cards subject change. Mm-hmm. And they, they can just change stuff on the fly. We don't know what their plan's going to be like, so they'll just advertise some matches until they get to the show absolutely yeah tails p again says uh totally thought max dupree was gone and eli drake would show up on raw as elrod the <laughs> youngest brother uh haven't seen the i bought a ticket gimmick since wwe 14 cutscenes. where is walter is he on SummerSlam? if Yuta loses does sammy get a pure title shot these are a lot of things happening a lot of questions yes yes, yes. so I haven't seen the I bought a ticket gimmick since WWE 14 cutscenes. I swear it's been more recent than that. I feel like I remember something in the last couple of years. Yes. I'd, was it on Was it on AEW that somebody was a ticket holder? Was that Chris Jericho a ticket holder at some point? Was Wardlow? Or was, yeah, somebody, or was MJF a ticket was holder? MJF? Someone was. Someone was definitely on AEW. Yeah. Uh, where is Walter? Great question. Not a clue. I don't know. He wasn't on this show. Which, which it, it, yeah, I'm sure he'll be on ne- the next SmackDown. Because, Triple H loves him. Yeah. He'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is he on SummerSlam? Not currently. Uh, if Utah loses, does Sammy get a pure title shot? Probably not. I also don't want him to. <laughs> no. Not no. really. No, I think Sammy needs a bit of a break. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> um, Chris Tornekian... 69 <laughs> says hello boys I didn't butcher that name at all uh, says hello boys just wanted to ask uh, if you both be doing SummerSlam live reactions tonight Smackdown was much better and they need to have Heyman get back into creative uh, it's not going to be the both of us it's going to be me and lovely lovely Luke uh, and so I'm going to have a long 
breaking my day until the reactions oh yes oh yes but it's all right i got five hours sleep oh that's good (laughs) you know it's more than four oh it's more than four it's undeniably more than four yeah that's what i kept on telling myself it's even more than three pete (laughs) you're treating me here (laughs) oh Uh, dear um the ten rosa said uh uh, lads live stream the viewing party camera in a high corner and stream the reactions of the place like they do for some football games like they did for the England games and the Euros also Claudia Vestakeshta oh we didn't mention that mm. uh, damn that's fun interested in SummerSlam tomorrow uh, yes they did announce it is going to be Claudio Castagnoli versus Kanesuke Takeshta at Battle of the Belts 3 on August 6th I can't wait for that that'd be amazing Takeshta is so much fun yes absolutely put a title on that man but not this title because Claudio just won it but another title but, but give him it I want him to hold gold yes That'd be nice. and we're going to try and work out the techno- technology behind live streaming and stuff like that of the uh, viewing party we're not entirely sure whether it's going to be uh, doable or not yes um, but yeah that's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts to that yes because uh, we want it so. to look really good uh, rather than just a camera in the corner and also we don't want it to look bad yes <laughs> and yeah and also going to try a live stream but we need to make sure that the live stream can work in terms of like internet and mm-hmm. you know all, all that stuff there's yeah. lots of moving things to it definitely uh, Nate S says uh, if I buy a ticket can I video call in and you can prop me up on an iPad or something <laughs> well no obviously I can't make it but it's a great idea and sounds like a, a really fun time it will be a fun time yes. that's our watch party for Clash at the Castle link is at the top of the description that he's talking about mm. Clash at the Castle September 3rd buy a ticket please come come see us it'll be lonely <laughs> Nolan Eubank said good day fellas ultra chatting to say that you are a big part of my day I'm sad to hear the banter at the beginning and end is going away it's what I love about WrestleTalk but I get it I'm also happy uh, too that I'm actually excited for SummerSlam thanks Triple H hashtag jam that jam mm. thank you so much uh, and yes the, the intros and outros all that stuff is going to be going away after today's episode but we are going to be having a behind the scenes podcast that's going on our patreon page at patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk so that sort of bantery interaction type thing it's going to be with me luke ollie and tempest so there's going to be more of us doing it once a month but with more stories and longer so yes rebrand <laughs> um Oh, yeah, I forgot to make a note about the music video. Roy Zhang said, uh, Pete and Sullivan do, uh, don't love the acclaimed. I do love the acclaimed. Yeah, the I just forgot great. to make a note of their music video. Yes, yes, uh, it was It was one of those, I was like, I'm enjoying this. I'd, it's sort of come out of nowhere, but yeah, uh, cool. Fine. Cool. I, but I do love the acclaimed. They're great. They're really good. Dumpster match between them and the ass boys on Dynamite. Cool. Big fan. I'm curious. Mm. Uh, yeah, I thought the music video was fun, enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple more here. Roy Zhang said, uh, just glad for any women's storylines for AEW. If you can find time for Cole Carter, you should probably try to get someone like Athena or Statlander on TV. Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. Yes, absolutely. I To a, to the point where I'd actually forgotten that they'd signed Athena uh, yeah. <laughs> until just this moment. Mm. It's been ages since we, she's been on telly and uh, she's brilliant. So she's very good. Put her on the telly, please. Yep. Uh, Tails P said uh, Lee Moriarty is now in Beautiful People 2.0 he's there to eat an eclipse and whatever Statlander's finisher is uh, about your off season idea Pete what if the game release when the off season starts that way it can't be outdated probably that's not a bad idea you know mm-hmm. uh, talking about my my uh, video essay that I did on the main WrestleTalk channel about should wrestling have an off season I basically did my pitch of what how I'd book an off season in wrestling mm-hmm. um, 
The game release when the off-season starts, that way it can't be outdated. Would it be better to do it when the off-season ends of the season that's just been? The, the the way that I would the, the, the way that I would do it right yeah. if you're going to do it in terms of the game mm. is follow professional sports yes. and basically do it that you try and release it around the same time as the season starting yeah. and and then also have everyone's contracts uh, be lined up with the end of the season mm-hmm. so then your game is going to be constantly right because you're you, like you, you can update it for the new roster at the beginning of each season mm-hmm. that makes much more sense that's true um, and that's what they do with like football games and everything the teams are always updated you know right at the beginning of the season yeah well there that's you go you that's what you should do yes Solomon please. knows because he knows sports 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 sports, sports man sports man uh, we've got one more here dj thatcher said lovely morning with the boys also do you know uh you're thinking of Chris Jericho versus MJF. Oh, you know you're thinking of Chris Jericho versus MJF when Jericho gets smashed through a glass pane and holds up his ticket in front of him yelling, I've got a ticket. It's my favorite Jericho meme. There we go. There we go. That's what we're thinking of. We were right. Yep. Thank you very much, DJ Thatcher. That is a very good moment. You're right. It's very, very good. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for that. Uh, And thank you, everyone that ultra chatted in. Thank you to everyone that watched this. If you missed the announcement one last time, we're doing a watch party for Clash at the Castle on September 3rd. Uh, All the WrestleTalk gang are going to be at... Oh, yes, it's, it's, it's in Shoreditch. It's the joiner on worship in Shoreditch. Yep. Uh, and, uh, sale, the tickets are on sale right now. Go click the link at the top of the description. All the rest of the gang are going to be there. We're going to be watching Clash at the Castle. Going to have an after party. Probably going to drink quite a lot. It's going to be a good time. Come yeah. hang out. Chat with us. Do stuff. It's going to be a good time. Hooray. Come join us. <laughs> we'll cry if you don't. Uh, <laughs> So, Sullivan, mm-hmm. on this final intro, final, final outro, I should say, of the WrestleTalk podcast, yeah. please tell us an amazing story of a casting. So, um, I got a casting uh, through for a TV show called Sanditon, mm-hmm. um, which um, I was very, very excited for, um, uh, and... I, you know, I read the script and everything, and it was it was pretty good, and and I was I was really really excited for it, and it's actually now had a crazy bit. It's been really successful in America, and so now it's it's getting a new series and all mm. something like that. And uh, I read the part though, and I was like, I'm not as excited about this part because this part seems to be for a man who is uh, I'll do it in American terms so people mm-hmm. can more understand. Probably about three hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I'm going to get this role yeah, yeah. because I, I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not that big. No. And uh, I was like, okay, right, okay. Well, I'll turn up and I'll just see what happens. Mm. And I did it, and I was like, you know, I, I, I chatted with my friend Will, and I was like, it wasn't the best feeling to mm. get this through as a casting. And uh, and my friend Will said, oh, shut up. He genuinely speaks like this. Mm. Oh, Sullivan, oh, don't, don't worry about it. Uh, I had a friend who um, who got a call off their agent, and uh, and the agent said, "I've got a casting for you. I've got a casting for you, and it's perfect." As soon as I read the spotlight thing, I, I thought, "Oh, it's fantastic! You're gonna get this. You're gonna get this part. You're gonna walk into the audition. You'll get it straight away." And <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, fantastic! It's amazing." 
I, I, I'm so excited for this. And she goes, I'm going to send you the, I'm going to send you the breakdown now and all the details. Uh, just have a look. Uh, but yeah, sure, you're going to get this one. And uh, and then she looked on the thing, and it's the casting breakdown of who the character was, and all it said was fat and mad. <laughs> That is damning stuff. <laughs> Absolutely oh, brilliant. <laughs> my goodness me. Well, if ever there was a story to end the yep. intros and outros of the <laughs> Russell Talk podcast, that is going to be it. That is going to do it for this episode of the Russell Talk podcast because we need to go live and do the main show like now. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for listening and for listening to all these intros and outros. If mm-hmm. you do, if you did listen to them, we love doing them so much, but now is the time to get rid of them. Uh, but if you want more of this style of content, we are still doing this sort of thing on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk is going to be launching next month in August. So just listen to that if you want to listen to it. So, mm. yeah. Thanks for listening, though. Appreciate it. We'll be back with more content soon. But just the actual show reviews and stuff. See you guys later. Follow if you haven't yet. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, I guess. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm so bad at outros. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.